0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here on this podcast, we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Now, I feel like I have not talked to y'all in so long. Like, I feel like I I haven't talked to y'all in forever. So basically, this is what had happened was, what had happened was, um, I graduated last week, and if you listen to the episodes before that, you already know that, and I'm just like still kind of like on a high from everything. Graduation was great. Um, I did not go out and party like I thought I was going to. I guess I'm getting old. I opted to stay in and sleep most nights, but thank you all for all of the support, and I am going to get a little bit more into that during our Carefree Updates. But for right now, thank you for coming back for a new episode, a new week. I'm so appreciative for each and every one of you all. If this is your first time hearing my voice, if it's your first time on the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. That way you'll be notified every single time we have a brand new episode, which is every Tuesday at 9 a.m and take us with you into the new year as you go into 2020. You might as well be listening to a new podcast, so go ahead and subscribe. Now, I'm going to take a quick little break, and then we're going to hop into our Carefree Updates. Okay, so being that this podcast was birthed, during my graduate school experience, during my years in graduate school. um, I feel like it's only right that I give you all an update as to what has happened. I'm not going to go into too much details because I was asked by a few different people if I would do a specific podcast episode geared towards graduate school, um, the process, how was my experience, and I will do that in the new year. Don't worry, I already wrote it down in my little notebook, so I don't forget to do that for you all. Um, I just kind of want to unwind first and really process the entire experience before I go in depth as far as like how it was for me, what I think you should do, should you do it at all, um, but I will do a specific podcast episode or episodes for that. I'm thinking about having some guests come on who have also gotten there degrees, whether it's their master's or their doctorates, whatever, I am thinking about having people come on so we can just discuss like the grad school experience for anyone who is thinking about it out there. So, you know, grad school was an experience. (laughs) I will say that for right now. And I'm happy that, you know, graduation is over. It was a stressful time for me. I tried my hardest to just like kind of stay level-headed and even kill with everything that was happening because it was just a lot going on like nothing nothing bad you know necessarily but just like a lot trying to balance everything so I feel like that's like one thing on my plate that is finished. Because there's a lot on my plate, and that's just like one thing that, okay, that's done. Like, that's how I feel right now. Um, So I'm happy, and I want to thank you all for your congrats messages. Thank you for sharing your experiences with me, whether you messaged me and said, girl, I was in grad school too, Um, congrats, or whether you graduated from undergrad, whatever. Thank you all, and if you have graduated, I am proud of you. That is not something to take lightly. And you know, the thing about college is it's not for everybody. I know that. Um, So if you have not gone to college, if you have not gone to grad school, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to feel bad about or anything like that. It's not for everybody. And that is fine. I just want to say congrats to everyone who has finished or whatever you've done, whether it be grad school or not grad school. If you've accomplished something recently or accomplished something throughout this year, congrats to you. And just know that Shakira is proud of you. If no one else is, Shakira is. So that's a bit of a personal carefree update. Now, I did also want to tell you all, even though I'm sure you already know, um, that the impeachment proceedings that we have been hearing about since 2016 basically um have kind of segue into a new uh chamber I guess I don't know it's hard for me to speak politically correct on this because everyone is a political analyst now ever since this has like come out that our president yeah hard to say um has been impeached and he is the I want to say he's the third or fourth president U.S. president to face impeachment proceedings so that happened recently I'm not listen I'm not going to go into too many details about that because again my degree is not in political science I am not a mastermind in politics I just go vote okay and I read up on policies so I can try to stay abreast of what is going on. So I don't know like all of the ins and outs of this process, but I did see a lot on social media, like kind of other people shaming people for not knowing how this whole thing happens necessarily. Like I've saw way too many comments of people saying like, Oh, your social studies teacher or your civics teachers, um, they failed y'all in elementary school. Like, listen, when was the last time we had a lesson on politics? If you if your major was not political science, I listen, I know the three branches of government. I know um, like the levels in which people function as far as like governor, president, senator, house representative, etc., cetera, et cetera. But as for a whole lot of other stuff from civics and social studies, I learned enough to pass the class. And after I didn't have to know that information any longer, I forgot. So I think that we should be more aware of how we are talking to people. If people are asking a simple question, don't make them feel bad for asking or for not knowing because everybody does not know everything. And that is fine. And I am here to help. You so in the description box of this podcast episode, I am going to put some useful links to articles and different information about how impeachments work, the proceedings, and how the process um, goes forward from this point on out. And I'm also going to put a article in there that is just going to give you like a chronological timeline of. Everything that's been going on. So don't be ashamed if you are one of those people that's like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to ask because I don't want anybody making me feel bad about asking. No worries. I'm going to put it in the description box of this episode. So don't feel bad. Um. All right. So honestly, there are a few other things that I wanted to share in these carefree updates. But it's the Christmas holidays Christmas is tomorrow uh if you' are listening to this episode on Tuesday, that means that Christmas is tomorrow for you and for me honestly um but I don't want to go into too much details about like just sad stuff or like stuff that's happening around the globe and across the United States that it's just not like this. it's just not happy, okay, I don't wanna share that I don't wanna put that energy in your lives this week i just want us to be very upbeat and kind of just continue on this series that we have going on which is hindsight is 2020 now if you have not listened to the hindsight is 2020 series at all i do suggest going back and listening to the first episode first um that one was hindsight is 2020 lessons oh child what was the first one (laughs) lessons the second one was lessons in love the oh familial relationships so about family members and how we kind of function in our family dynamics so I do suggest going back and listening to that one first, then going into Lessons in Love, and then coming back to this one, which you can now see is Lessons in Career. Now, that's all I have for right now before we get into our topic. But before we get into that, we're going to have a quick break from our sponsors. Stay tuned to that. And right after that, we're going to hop into our topic of the day. Okay, so if you are still, you know, listening to this particular podcast episode, I'm going to trust and believe and hope that you have already listened to the previous two episodes so you kind of know what this series is about. Just as a refresher, because we did not have episodes last week because it was graduation. (laughs) Um, Hindsight is 2020 was an idea I had because, for one, I mean... It was freaking clever. Hindsight is 2020 and next year is 2020. And then we know that hindsight is 2020 is a common phrase that people use when they talk about how when you have certain life experiences or things that happen in your life. Looking back at them, like after it's already passed, you're like, dang, I could have handled that differently or dang, I should have did this instead of that. But you only get that information if you go through the experience first, like. It's you looking back at something and using that information that you gather from that particular experience to move forward and move a little bit better as far as like, you know, other things that you face and encounter in your life. So basically, I came up with this series because I wanted to share different things that I have gone through in my life that hopefully you will be able to, even if it's just like one little nugget, um, hopefully you can apply to your life, so maybe you can take, you know, my mistakes or things that happened to me that I'm like, oh, I could have did this differently, and you can apply it to your particular situation, and you know, like, mm. That happened to Shakira and she said that she could have did this in that situation. So let me try this. So that is why I came up with this series. So we talked about familial relationships. I've given you um some background of my family and my interactions with them. That was the first um episode in the series. The second episode in the series was um relationships. So uh, lessons in love so I've talked about like different people I've dated and different situations that have happened with those people and how I would approach things differently or different things that have happened to me that gave me a lesson as far as moving on with someone else today I am talking about lessons in career now I know that this one is not as um what's the word? It doesn't have that like genese quoi like <laughs> I don't even know what genese quoi means. Let me look it up. Wow. So I just looked that phrase up genese quoi and the definition on Merriam-Webster for it is something that cannot be adequately described or expressed. So that's crazy. I actually used it in the correct context. So it doesn't have this episode doesn't have that certain genese quoi. I dare you to use that in regular conversation this week. Just try it at least once and let me know how it goes over. Um so this episode is not as flashy as the other episodes are or are going to be in this series, but I do still feel like there's certain information that's going to be in this podcast episode that I need to share with y'all because there are lessons that I learned uh working at the different jobs that I've worked at and that I'm going to take with me going forward into different um career avenues, I guess you can say, and that I want you to be able to avoid in your particular jobs and career going forward in life. Even if you're at a job right now and you're like, "Mm, this doesn't quite feel right. This podcast episode is about that. And if you your friend, your cousin, your auntie, them, they're complaining about their job, share this podcast episode with them as well. Don't be selfish. Don't be stingy. We are sharers over here. So share the wealth, share the information. So, a little bit of background. Y'all know I like to start with some background. I have had quite a few jobs. It's funny because the very first job I had was at my church. And I was the secretary. So, like, for, y'all know black churches, you have, like, your early morning service. And then in between your early morning service and, like, your 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock service, you have, like, Sunday school. So, in Sunday school, I was the secretary for Sunday school. So, like, basically, I would go to Sunday school every Sunday. I would sit there. um, I would take up the offering for the Sunday school, count it up, record how much, you know, people gave during Sunday school, and also, I took notes and made different announcements as to what happened in Sunday school. That was my first job, (laughs) and that was, of course, weekly, and I was paid $20 a week (laughs) that's crazy because I thought it was so much money and that was I think I was in like middle school yeah I was in middle school because that was before I left that church so I was in middle school I was making $20 a week and I just thought that that was insane and I would take that $20 and I would go to school during the week and I would buy brownies because you had that like the kids that would bake brownies at home and sell them in school during the week. You had the people that like sold candy out of their backpacks and stuff. And then you had like the after school, um, the after school store where you had like hot sausages, pickled eggs, pickles, chips, all kind of stuff. And I would just like spend my $20 on food, basically, as you can see. So uh, that was the first job I had. The second job I had that I can remember was Dollar General. Yes, I worked at Dollar General. Now, I don't know if Dollar General is everywhere. Like, I know, um, like, certain states and certain areas of the United States don't have certain stores. So, like, I know Publix isn't everywhere. I know Waffle House isn't everywhere. I know is Chick-fil-A everywhere. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one, but like, I don't know if Dollar General is everywhere. So maybe everyone doesn't know what Dollar General is, but basically Dollar General is a store that holds like grocery items. I think some of them have produce and most of them don't, but they try to put Dollar Generals in rural areas where there isn't like a Walmart or a Publix or something like that because people that live in those rural areas can come and just pick up whatever they need from Dollar General. So I was a cashier and I started working at Dollar General. What year? Let me see. I crossed in 2014. I don't think I was working at Dollar General when I crossed. So I started working at Dollar General maybe 2015 or the end of 2014. Um, but basically I was at Dollar General for like, I think a little over a year. Dollar General was one of the best jobs I've ever had and one of the worst jobs I've ever had. And I'm going to tell you why. Dollar General, I was a cashier and I loved Dollar General for the fact that like it was always something new. So you will always have people coming in who you had like people who were regulars, who I would learn their names because they came in there like if not every day, every other day. And I could like. Just I just knew what they were coming for because they would buy the same thing every time. Um, Sometimes people would come in and before they could tell me what pack of cigarettes they wanted, I already had them out because I'm like, I know he gonna want 305s or I know she's gonna want like whatever, you know. So you kind of learn people and you know their habits and routines and stuff. And I loved that about Dollar General because... With those people who would come in, I feel like it really strengthened my people skills. So, like, if people were regulars there, and if their mood was kind of like different, I would be able to tell because I had learned them. I learned their routines and everything. So, I love that about Dollar General. Um, and I, I, my manager at the time, she was cool. It was just like a very like relaxed environment until, until. The district manager at the time, he was... So, like, how the stores were functioning, you had, like, district managers that would be over a certain number of stores in an area or whatever. This district manager, I was already familiar with him, not because I knew him personally, but because I have heard stories about him. I had heard stories about him prior to me even working at this Dollar General. And I guess you can just say, like, he didn't have... His reputation preceded him, but it wasn't a good reputation, so I kind of already knew how people had said he was Now. I try to be one of those people who draws their own conclusions about a person for myself before I judge them off of what someone else says or tells me they are like, just because I will want that same respect from someone else, like I will want someone, even if it's you listening, like I will want you to be able to draw your own conclusions about who you learn that I am, as opposed to you taking information from someone is like, oh, Shakira's like this without you even knowing me first, you know? So I tried to be like that, but I cannot lie and tell you that I had not, you know, had that idea of him in the back of my head. So he, the branches that he was over changed, they kind of rotated the district managers and he ended up being the district manager of the branch that I was at, the Dollar General that I was working at. And during that time, my direct manager, the manager of the store, the store manager, she, uh, she was going through some things like with the store, she was getting kind of frustrated with, um, how things were happening. So they were in the process of process of like renovating different stores and trying to like just up Dollar General's game. I have no problem with that. So she was going through that, you know, trying to get the inventory right trying to get the counts right trying to get new store stuff in like shelving and all that kind of stuff like all of the aesthetic there we go the aesthetic things in the store she was trying to get that together so she was kind of like stressed and him let's just say his name is Ted that is not his name but let's just say his name is Ted And Ted was kind of just like down her throat about everything. And then she had like people who were coming to work in the store and then they ended up like quitting or like leaving and stuff like that. So we were kind of short of help. I think at that time we had like three or four people who were there consistently. So like myself and three other people who were like she could depend on. So basically my schedule started to change. I was in college. Keep this in mind. I was an undergrad at FAMU during this time. And, you know, I had schoolwork like I'm a college student by day and I work at Dollar General by night and I'm like closing the store and everything and having to get back up and do it all again the next day she really, I can say, like my store manager, she really tried to work with my school schedule as far as like scheduling. She wanted me to have like a regular college experience. She wanted me to be able to go to parties. She wanted me to be able to go to basketball games, football games, whatever it was. As long as I let her know, hey, I want to go to this. So can you find somebody to work that day instead of me? And she was great at that. Then the district manager changed and. Things kind of started happening at the store that I wasn't um, okay with. And so he would come in the store and he would just kind of be like a, a an overseer, for lack of better terms. And just like kind of like crack the whip, I guess you can say. And I hate to even talk about him in that manner. But and he was a black guy, like he was a black man. And he would just like be so... Have you ever met people who have, like, no people skills whatsoever? And you know it's not because... Like, you know that their lack of people skills is not because they are, um, like, awkward. Like, some people are socially awkward. Like, his lack of people skills was not because he was socially awkward. His lack of people skills was because he had an idea of who he was in his head and if you didn't meet or exceed the level he saw himself on like he just kind of had no use for you that's how he was so my brother one of my brothers worked at another Dollar General and that is how I knew about him before I met him and he knew me as my brother's sister, so he would be like, Oh, that's such and such's sister. That's how he would refer to me to my store manager. So, one particular day, he comes in the store and he's like, I'm like checking some customers out or something like that. And he is kind of like watching me from across the store. Granted, I get uncomfortable because I'm like, you know, a college student, I'm probably like 20. 2021, 20, if 21 at this time, I might have been like 19, I don't know. And it was just like kind of weird, you know, while he was watching me doing my job. So he, instead of him, I kind of forgot the specifics of what actually happened, but instead of him coming and addressing me about what happened, he goes to my store manager and he's like, tell such and such his sister this, blah, 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 blah. And in my head, I'm like, I've always been kind of like a, tell me how you feel kind of person, like don't go through someone else to tell me how you feel about a particular situation or how I'm handling something. Because I mean, I'm not going to jump down your throat or anything like just tell me yourself. So he told my manager to tell me blah, blah, blah. And me and my manager and my store manager were really cool. So when she told me, I was like, why didn't he tell me that himself? And she was just like, Oh, you should care, you know how he is. And I'm just like, oh, Okay, now I know how he is. So, he started coming to the store more and more and more. And every time he came, it just, like, really upset my spirit. Like, me and my homegirl, it was really upsetting me and my homegirl. (laughs) And every time he came, like, my mood just, like, changed. It was just, like, a wave of emotion. Like, I could just have... I could be having the best day ever. And then as soon as I see him... Come through those sliding glass doors, my entire mood would shift. Like, the energy in the entire store would just, like, change. And it wasn't just like that with me. It was like that with everyone else who worked there as well. Because, I mean, we would talk about it (laughs) after he left. We would be like, dang, like, he coming again? Or when is the next time he's coming? Let me make sure I'm off. And you never want to have that kind of presence about yourself where your spirit disrupts people so badly that they don't even want to be around you. Like they would rather not even be at work than to run into you. Like never have that kind of energy about yourself. So basically what really did it for me one day at that job was the fact that I was already frustrated with how things were happening and the staff was really dwindling. And I was like working double or triple the time that I had been working because the staff was dwindling and the staff was dwindling because of him, his attitude towards people. And I'm listening, this job taught me first nugget this job taught me that I never want to spend too much time in a work environment that really just disrupts my peace. I know we have this idea of like, gotta chase a check, gotta chase a check, but this job taught me that my mental well being far exceeds any monetary like anything monetarily so one particular day I was closing I want to say I was closing no I remember I remember now I was working the early shift so I you would if you work the early shift you would either open the store or like come in right as the store opened and hop on a register and work until like one or three o'clock until the next shift came in the people that would close. I was working that first shift and he came in the store and there was this thing. I forgot what we called it, but if there were basically these like crates and the crates would come to the store on these big trucks And the crates will have, like, different stuff in them. Some of them would have, like, medicine. Some of them will have food. This crate had candy. And the candy was for the front end of the store. So, like, that candy you see when you're standing in line waiting to check out, that's what was in this crate. So, I'm, like, in between me checking customers out, because I was the only cashier on the register. In between me checking customers out and... Um, like sweeping, mopping, stuff like that. I'm also restocking the candy in the front of the store from this crate. For some reason, that was not good enough for him. I mean, it was just like he wanted me to be two people at one time. And it's just like, I can't check people out as well as sweep, as well as mob, as well as stock the candy in front of the store. Like I can't do everything. So... This day, he tells... Um, it wasn't the store manager. It was someone else who worked in the store. And she was an older lady. And she, he tells her... Me and her have the same position. But she's just older than me. And he tells her... I'm standing like... Within earshot. So I can hear him. And he knows that I can hear him. And he's like... Tell such and such a sister... To do blah, 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 blah. And in my head... Every time he had addressed me, it was always as such and such a sister. And I had told him time and time again, my name is Shakira. My name is Shakira. Like every time he would do that, leading up to this point, I would always say, my name is Shakira. And for some reason, whenever he would, if he would address me directly, which was rarely, I think it was two or three times, he would say, what's your name? And I would literally have a name tag on. Like, my name tag said Shakira. And he would be like, what's your name? So I'm like, okay, you're doing this on purpose. So that day, he's like, tell such and such a sister, blah, blah, blah. And I'm literally like, I'm standing right here. So I turn around. I think I was at the cash register. And I was like, I heard you. And my name is Shakira. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I know for some people, that's probably like, Shakira, that was so small. That was nothing. For me, it was... It was not just nothing like for me, it was a matter of respect. If I am under your branch, if I am one of your employees, you can at least have the decency to learn my name. You can at least address me yourself without trying to go through someone else. I'm literally standing right here. So that job really taught me about like self-respect and valuing myself because in my head, I'm like, I don't look, I need this job, but I don't need this job. Like I don't, I need this job, but I don't need the disrespect that comes along with it. And I'm not going to subject myself to this. Um, You making me feel like I'm bottom of the barrel to the point that you can't even learn my name. You have to go through someone else to relay a message. Like I don't need that. And I took that with me every job following that. And <laughs> so that shift, like after that happened, in my head, it was like a switch flipped. I'm like, I'm in college. I'm like, I don't need this kind of stress. I can find another job. And I made up my mind right then that I was never going back to that job. And literally, literally, when I got off that day, I got off at like 1.30 or 2 o'clock or something. I looked at... The other cashier who was there, Um she wasn't working on the register that day. But I looked at her and I loved her so much. She was an older lady. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> and she was like, huh? And I'm like, I'm not coming back. Because me and her were supposed to work the same shift together the following day. And I felt so bad because she was older. Like, I don't want to say she was elderly, but like almost kind of. And I felt bad because I was like, I know I'm going to be leaving her here by herself and she's going to have to call around to other stores or call other people who work here and ask them to come in and take my spot because I'm not coming back. And that was the last day I saw any of them. I walked out of that store when I got off, grabbed all my stuff. I left that name tag right there in the back of room. Where we sat and ate lunch and stuff. I left that name tag right there. And when I walked out, I just felt like a weight was lifted. And I never went back. I never quit. Like, I never resigned. None of that. I was just like, this is my last time coming in here. They can find some more help. Like, because if you don't have the common decency, the human decency, to address me by my name. Or even try to learn my name. And he knew my name. Like, my mom even told me. She was like, he knew your name. But he just... For him, I really feel like it was a power play to just, like, always not address me as Shakira. But I was like, oh, okay, you can come and get on this register yourself tomorrow since you want to be so disrespectful. And that was the last time I went to that job, and that was Dollar General. So that was, like, my second job ever. And my last time as a cashier because I was like, I just can't. Like, I loved the customers, and I loved the environment. Like, being around people and like talking to people, learning about people and stuff like that. But the lesson, one of the more valuable lessons that job taught me was to never just like settle for disrespect and never settle for higher ups. Um just not having the I can't I can't think of like better wording. But like people that Our supervisors or managers, district managers, I don't care if it's the CEO. And granted, the CEO is not going to know everyone's name in the company, especially if it's a huge company. But if they lack the wherewithal to even try or to even like ask you what your name is or to speak to you directly, like they are always going out of their way to get somebody else to talk to you, even when you're standing right there. You don't deserve that. I don't care what your position is. I don't care if you're a janitor. I don't care if you are a maintenance man. I don't care if you are a district manager. Like, don't settle for a job that makes you feel um, less than or like you're not worthy of someone learning your name or addressing you directly. You don't deserve that. And you don't deserve a job that makes you feel like crap every time you go to it. So I learned that at Dollar General. After I left Dollar General, while I was in college still, I started working at a state department. I worked at three different state departments for the state of Florida, Um, and I learned a few things from all three of them, mostly that I should never be complacent, so The first state department I worked at, my friend, my sister, Tiara, hey, girl, she helped me get that job because she was working there as well. That job was cool. Like, I was okay with that job. The only reason I stopped working there was because I got, it's not fired. I guess you say laid off. So they called me in the office one day, and I already knew. Like, there had been, like, buzzing going around about it. And I heard about it, like, a week before. So, you know how you have that feeling, like, oh, okay, they're going to let me go. So, they were talking about, like, budget cuts and stuff like that. And so, one day, I come into work. And um, this lady, she, like, calls on the phone, I think. And she's like, um, can you come in and talk with us? So, it was her and another guy in the room. And they're just like, you know, due to budget cuts, we have to let you go. If you ever need anything. And I honestly feel like... Nine times out of 10, people don't honestly mean this when they say it, but like, if you ever need anything, just let us know and we'll be here for you. And I was just like, okay. And I'm not going to lie. Like, even though I knew in advance that it was going to happen, my feelings were hurt because that was my first time, like being laid off from a job. So it, it, I mean, it hurt. I cried. I'm not going to lie. Cry cried that day. But then I was just kind of, I got over it real fast because, again, I was in college. So it was just like, oh, okay, like, all right, like, I lost my job, but I can work somewhere else. So after I left that job, I started working. I took a break for a while. I stopped working for a while. And after I graduated from FAMU, I got a job at another State Department. This State Department was kind of within my major that I graduated from FMU and my major was business administration so I was working there for literally a few months I worked there from I can't remember when I started it was after college I graduated December 2016 and I went I started grad school May 2017 so in that gap so I think from like January to May I was working at this department and the people were great, for the most part. <laughs> you go going to run into those those kinds of people wherever you go, no matter what. But, like, there were certain people that were just kind of like, mm, I want nothing to do with them. But for the most part, they were great people. My birthday is in April, and I had not known these people long. And for my birthday, they gave me a cake. They had a cake made um, they asked me what food I like. I was like, I really love curry chicken. I came in to work. They had like cabbage. They had curry chicken and rice. They had big balloons. They had a card. And I was just like, so taken aback by the hospital, Like just the, just everything they did for me because it was just like, y'all don't even know me and y'all did this for me. But that job really taught me that no matter how long you've known people, If you're in a great environment where people are just good people, kind people, and they value their employees, they will go above and beyond. And for them, that may not have even been like above and beyond. It could have been like the bare minimum, but it really, I really appreciated it. And if you are ever in a position to have your own employees in life, if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're just like a manager, not just like, but you know what I mean? If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a manager, if you oversee people in any capacity, do take the time out to acknowledge their small accomplishments, acknowledge their birthdays. And it takes nothing to run by a dollar tree and get a birthday card. It takes nothing to get a few balloons blown up. It takes nothing. Well, it kind of takes something (laughs) to get a cake with like their name saying happy birthday. But little things like that go a long way and it really helps employee morale when you are just acknowledging their presence and acknowledging them not only as an employee of yours but just like as a basic human being and you never know like if people are missing family or anything like that if they're in a city that they don't know anyone your your doing that could be like their only recognition of their birthday. You just never know. So, if you are ever in a position to do that for people, I do suggest that you do that. And that's a little nugget that you can take with you going forward as well because it it meant a lot for me and I as you can tell, I'm still talking about it and that was back in 2017 and it still meant a lot to me. So, after I left there, I left there because I got accepted into graduate school at FSU that for that summer so 2017 and the hours I worked there um of course it was like Monday through Friday from 8 a.m to 5 or 6 or something like that and I was like okay I'm not gonna be able to like go to class and also be at work and they really tried their hardest they really really did try like I I will hand it to them to keep me there and, like, adjust my schedule to be able to fit my classes and stuff. But I just wasn't comfortable with the idea of working not just part-time, but, like, a little over part-time and also taking classes. I really just wanted to focus on, like, my schooling. And I didn't know, like, how grad school was going to be, the coursework, and how hard it was going to be and stuff. So I was just like, let me just... Let me just stop here with y'all. And I hated it because they—I felt like they had invested so much money into having me as an employee. Because there was like a training period that we had to go through before they, you know, gave us like pay pay. They were still paying us before then, but like, you know, I felt bad, but. They really like value their employees. I really hope all of them are doing well. So after I got in grad school for a little while, I had gotten, um, a call from a job that I applied to, I think I applied to this job, like right after Dollar General. So again, I had applied to this job and I had even went in for like an interview back in 2015 at this job. So, after the interview with this particular job, this agency, they didn't call me back. I didn't hear from them. Again, this is 2015. They called me in 2017. And they're like, hey, like, hey, big head. We know you came and interviewed for this job two years ago. But do you still want it? And the timing for, you know, the timing at that time was like perfect. I was like, oh, bet. It just felt like, you know, a blessing from God. And it was a blessing from God because my immediate manager, she was cool she was like really down to earth it was very relaxed her manager was cool he was just kind of like really chill as long as everyone did their work like it was no over the shoulder like what are you doing what are you working on like kind of atmosphere and i love that and it also ha- gave me the flexibility to like leave go to class Or leave, go study, go to the library, do what I need to do, come back if I need to. If not, it's cool, see you tomorrow. So I love that job. And then some changes happened at this particular job. And we kind of moved under a different bureau. This bureau was a lot bigger than the bureau that we had been under. And because it was a lot bigger, there were more people with power complexes. I guess you can say people that like the idea of power and being able to tell people what to do. And that I didn't like because I was of the mindset like if you're not my manager and if my manager didn't tell you to tell me to do this, don't tell me what to do. And I know that sounds so bad. It does sound bad, but like if you are just like a nice person, if I'm not working on anything else that I'm supposed to be working on, If you are a nice person, um, if you just need assistance, cool, bet. But don't come and just drop work off on me that you're really supposed to be doing. But because I am an assistant in here, you're going to drop it on me just because I'm here. Don't do that. (laughs) like Especially when this is not my avenue. So I had nothing to do with what some of these people were doing and they would just come like, give me stuff to do that they didn't want to do. And I didn't like that, but I stayed at that job for two years. And if you listen to the podcast episode that says go where you are celebrated, it kind of gives you the backstory of this particular job because this is the job that I'm talking about on there. But I was there for two years and it helped me over like through graduate school. That was cool. It was fine. Um, but it just got to the point where, like, I couldn't take it anymore. Like, the, the work environment was bad as far as, like, people would be talking about other people and then, like, smiling in their face. And I try to be very observant, you know, not just of, like, what people say, but also what they do. And I kind of have the mentality where if I see that you'll talk about her and then laughing her face I know you'll do the same with me and I want no parts of that at all and I don't like the idea of you know like just kicking in somebody's face and then talking about them poorly behind their back I don't like that so I got up out of there and when I left um I submitted a letter of resignation but when I left um, they didn't give me a card they didn't say thank you for the two years you spent here they didn't say thank you for all of your assistance they did nothing they didn't even send me an email saying good luck with life Like nothing nobody said anything to me and I think it was just the fact that I was leaving people were upset and they wanted me to just like stay and be complacent and I'm just not about that life like if I'm not happy somewhere i don't believe in spending my time there like i will get what i need to get out of it and when what i need to get out of the job is less than what let me see if i reach a point where what i need to get out of this job is not even worth it like if it's not worth it anymore i'm gone like and that's one of the major lessons i learned with all of my jobs, like if, as long as I'm getting what I need to get out of this, whether it be experience, whether it be a paycheck, whether it be networking, cool. But once it starts disrupting my mental health and my happiness, my spirit, if that is outweighing what I'm getting from this job, it's time for me to dip. And I learned to be okay with that. It does hurt sometimes, but when I look back on the different jobs that I've had. I can honestly say that I've taken something from each and every one of them, whether it be painful lessons, whether it be, you know, funny memories, whether it be a check, <laughs> something to hold me over, because while some of those jobs were like ridiculous, a lot of them paid my bills when I stayed, you know, different places around town, different apartments. They paid my bills when it came to my lights and my water. They paid my bills uh, when it came to anything, internet. Phone bill. They served their purpose in those particular seasons of my life. And now I'm just at the point where if it disrupts me, if it disrupts my spirit, and I am not comfortable when I wake up in the morning, if I'm just like instantly, if my first thought is not being thankful for another breath in my body, another day to open my eyes, another day to be able to walk and have movement on my limbs. If me going to this job is the first thing that I'm thinking about to the fact that like, I can't even be thankful for the blessing of a new day because I'm instantly thinking about, dang, I hate this job. Dang, I got to go see these people one more time. It's time for me to go. <laughs> like and if you have that mentality as well, it's t- it might be time for you to go as well. Like really consider it and just know that there are so many jobs out here. There are so many opportunities granted. Student loans are a thing. (laughs) Debt is a thing. I'm not just saying like, oh, you can just pick up and leave whenever you want to go. Like, if you don't have all of your particular moves sorted out, take your time. But really don't be complacent and just content in a place that is not healthy for you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Because a lot of times these jobs affect your physical health as well like sickness the last job that i told y'all about uh where i was two years i will always get to, to the job right and i would tell my mom i'm like i don't get sick until i get in here and i couldn't tell in that moment but i just knew something wasn't right Um, there was carpet on the floor and I have really bad allergies and I would be fine until I got to work and I would just start sneezing and coughing and no lie. People would come around the cubicle and be like, are you okay? Like, do you need medicine? One time a lady even bought me like emergency and stuff. And it was that job. Like I haven't had issues with any of that since I left there. But again, These jobs will mess up your physical health as well. So just be, stay mindful, like stay mindful of your physical health, your body when it doesn't feel right. When you're holding tension in your shoulders, in your jaw, in your face. And if it's coming from this job, like take the necessary steps to figure out another move, figure out an environment that is going to be conducive to your mental well-being and you as a person. And get what you need to get out of these jobs. And then, you know, go on about your business. Like, you don't have to stay in these jobs forever. If you love your job and it is healthy for you, if the people there are amazing, stay there. Okay? Do what you got to do. But for those who know what I'm talking about, for the people that's like, girl, yes, this is me right now. Do what you got to do so you can be able to move on and do something else. So... Those were my lessons in career because hindsight is 2020. So, if you need to take any of that with you going forward in your different career avenues and venues, take that and please implement it in your personal lives. If you have any friends, family members that need to hear this, share this episode with them. Again, don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram. We are on the gram at Carefree and Black Diaries. We are also on Twitter at Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. That is Carefree Black Pod. And we're on Facebook, Carefree and Black Diaries. You can go like the page so we can get our likes up because we just made that page a few uh, days ago. I don't even think that page is like two weeks old. I don't know. But you can go and like that. And that's it for this episode thursday tune in the day after christmas because we are going to be back with the very last episode in hindsight is 2020 so stay tuned for that and if you made it to the end of this episode if you're listening on anchor you can send us a voice message because next week next tuesday the 31st is the last day of the year and it's also going to be the last podcast episode of the year oh my gosh crazy right i know Send us a voice message and let us know what you are going to be leaving in 2019 and make it good. OK, make it good so we can feature it in next week's episode, because I do want to, you know, share y'all. I want to share y'all experiences. I want to share your voices and I want to hear your voices. So send us a voice message and let us know what you will be leaving in 2019, because that is what next week's episode is going to be all about lessons the ups the downs the triumphs that we have had in 2019 and how we're going to improve ourselves moving forward so share that with us don't forget to stay black and carefree and we'll see you next time in the next episode of the carefree and black diaries bye guys